for today's uh, meditation, I would like to uh, invite you to reflect on this um, episode that took place in a place, northern, uh, north, uh, western, eastern part of Galilee, Caesarea Philippi. There, shortly after, the Lord restored the sight of the blind man of Bethsaida, Jesus asked his uh, disciples, Who do men say that I am? The disciples gave different answers. They said, John the Baptist. Others would say that you are Elijah or one of the prophets. But then the Lord asked them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter replied, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. And so here you have the confession of the divinity of Jesus Christ on the part of the Prince of the Apostles. Now, let's pause for a while and ask. It's kind of a rare, if not the only occasion, when Jesus made a kind of a survey about what people think about him. I don't know if you have uh, ever done that. Like, what do people think about me? <laughs> kind of self-centered, right? But Jesus, who do, who do people say that I am? And, um, but in reality, he is really interested in, to know what you and I think about him. How we deal with him. Of course, very easily we can say that you, you are my Lord, you're my God, you're my Savior. I come to you, I kneel down before you. Yes. But um, do we approach him with faith? Is our prayer has a personal character or rather anonymous? Do we deal with him as a friend? And do we talk to the Lord really with faith, believing that he listens to us? Who do you say that I am? We can rephrase that and say that, uh, what place do I really occupy in your life? You know, we can say that we are made to be friends with God, with Jesus, friendship with God. It's not enough to know him kind of theoretically or to you know, recite a creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, or like we go to confession and you know, sometimes out of routine perhaps, but thinking consciously that we are in front of Christ and that when we do our prayer, we are talking to the Lord and that he is a person. He is not an abstract idea. He is not a distant being so far away, but he knows what goes on in my life. He is a friend. Come to me, he says, all of you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who do you say that I am? It's not just a question of identity, but our kind of personal dealings with the Lord. An invitation for us to be close to Him. 
And uh, and the Lord, who is perfect God and perfect man, has sentiments. He has emotions. And we could deal with him, as they say in Spanish, hablando de tu a tu, you know, very familiar, not formal. And uh, from the time that he took on the human flesh, and uh, so therefore he walked, he, he walks side by side with us. He, he listens to us. He experienced what all of us experience, tiredness, fatigue, hunger, perhaps rejection, and uh, sometimes uh, we are, we face temptations, and our Lord was also, also faced temptations. He is exactly, you know, human in every way, except sin. And, and so therefore, the question of the Lord, who do you say that I am? Lord, well, you are my dear friend, you are my savior. You are my, you are my God, Dominus Maius, Deus Maius. And not to act like a stranger before the Lord or give him a cold treatment or indifference. Christianity is an encounter with a person. We might think at the back of our mind that the Christian religion consists or the Catholic faith is a, a series of norms, uh, commandments. Yes, there are code of conduct ethics, but that isn't the main thing. Fundamentally, Catholicism is a personal encounter with, with Christ. It's a friendship with the Lord. Well, I, I actually just came back from the Holy Land. I was uh, there for like 10 days, 12 days, and uh, I came like two days ago. I still a bit with a jet lag. And um, and the first thing that we, we went to, the, first, the very first uh, place is this, Caesarea Philippi. Uh, and it's a very moving experience of being there in the land of the Lord. A group of pilgrims, all from California. And uh, we would kind of open the pages of the gospel and read uh, that passage where the incident took place in Capernaum, at Cana, in Nazareth, in Caesarea Philippi, but also in Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nativity. And as a chaplain of the group, I would like give a short reflection, 10, 15 minutes, and people could, you know. And many people told me that uh, it's from the time on, uh, it's no longer the same whenever they would open the pages of the New Testament. The, the words, the parables, Christ comes alive, so to speak, because they have been, they have set foot in the land of the Lord. And uh, again, the, the, the holy humanity of Jesus <clears throat> that um, assures us of his uh, proximity, his nearness, close to us. And one of, the th one of the books of St. Jose Maria, Escriba, whose feast day we're going to celebrate uh, very soon on Monday, is entitled, Friends of God, Friends of God. Am I a friend of the Lord? Do I deal with him like my boss or like, uh, I don't know, uh, someone, an, an old like acquaintance? 
But somehow I know, but not quite close. Well, friends, friends are people who kind of share common interests. And uh, perhaps the same values and, and also we kind of have very spontaneous dealings, not formality, no formalities, no kind of obligation, so to speak. It's been said that the best things in life are free and true friends are some of the best things in life that money, money cannot buy, friendship. Of course, we do have friends in the universities, in our profession, in our workplaces, in the city where we come from, friends. I mean, friends, people you really know and that you, would, uh, you wouldn't mind spending time with them and, you know, of course, greet them on their birthday. And how are you, guy? Let's catch up. And uh, with the Lord the same, with the Lord the same, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. I'm reading words of uh, Ecclesiastes, chapter 4. If for if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. And Christ the Lord told him exactly, you are my friends if you do what I command you. You see, that friendship with the Lord, since he is God and the way, the truth, and the life. And we kind of uh, try to imitate the Lord. And so if we want to be friends with Jesus, we try to be faithful. So the friendship with the Lord means fidelity, fidelity. Friends of Jesus are people who are faithful who take their faith uh, kind of seriously, taking the Lord seriously. <clears throat> there are sadly Catholics people out there who do not take the Lord seriously, take him lightly. But we are <clears throat> among the ones who kind of take the Lord seriously, even though I have my own share of miseries and limitations or weaknesses. But Lord, uh, if on occasions I kind of... Uh, turn my back on you or uh, slacken off in my, in my Christian duties. But you know deep down that I know I love you. I have faith in you. I, wanna, I take you seriously. Reading the life of Teresa of Avila, the founder of the discussed Carmelite. And uh, in 1582, the year she actually died. <clears throat> she would go around all over Spain to found uh, convents, Carmelite convents. And one of those uh, trips, uh, well, at that time, they were not driving cars, they were like horse-drawn carriage. There was a thunderstorm, heavy rain, and uh, it was late in the afternoon. They had to, I don't know, cross a creek or a river and the, the horse carriage got stuck. They had to get off and she slipped, she kind of fell and kind of blurted out words of complaint saying, Lord, why do you make life so difficult for us? You know, we're, we're doing these things for you. You're always good at putting obstacles, <clears throat> Teresa was saying. And then Jesus said, 
she heard in her prayer, Teresa, uh, you are not special. I have always dealt with my friend on earth that way. And Teresa said, and that is why you have very few friends. That is why you have very few friends on earth, because you make life difficult for us. But uh, it's a kind of an endearing episode, like, you know, how close, how spontaneous and confident she is, she was dealing with the Lord. And uh, Jesus had friends, Mary and Martha in Bethany. We tried to go there, but, you know, sadly this time, in the past, we could easily access Bethany for the Mount of Olives. But, you know, four days ago I was there, and there's a wall that divides you know, the Palestinians from the Israelites. And so we could not access it. And uh, there's a barrier. There's a barrier, so to speak. But is there a barrier, Lord, between you and me? Is there something that separates me from you? Uh, that prevents me from, you know, forging or developing that deep, honest-to-goodness friendship with Jesus? Could it be certain attachments or mortal sin or anger, whatever that be, lack of faith? Or because simply I take you for granted, I'm not trying to be negative, but it's good to examine ourselves. Is there anything, Lord? Saint Jose Maria said, take away from me, Lord, anything that takes me away from you. Whatever that be, okay? So I was saying that Jesus had friends, close friends, so that even though he's actually from Nazareth, but then in his uh, public ministry, he was living in Capernaum, where Peter comes from. And from there, every now and then, they would come down to Jerusalem, the holy city of Jerusalem. Apparently, whenever the Lord was in the city of Jerusalem, they would stay, he would stay rather, in the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, good friends, okay? And uh, that is why when Lazarus died, his good friend, he wept, he cried actually. And he had feelings of compassion and love. The, the Greek word for kind of love, uh, philio, is the word for friend, philos, and it comes from that verb, uh, to, 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 to love. In the New Testament, the term friend is understood as one who loves, a person who loves. Okay? So there's a fundamental connection between love and friendship, love and friendship. And true friendship is that, you know, we do not instrumentalize our friend, but there is true charity. There is amor benevolence. You know, we don't use our friend, like, you know, take advantage of him or her. But um, there's an authentic concern and seeking the good of the person. That's true friendship, true love. I may have mentioned it here, uh, I don't know, maybe some time ago, but a couple of years ago, I was giving a workshop here, in, uh, and then one of, the, one of the men who was in the workshop 
put me aside one one day and said, Father Henry, <clears throat> I want to tell you something, you know, I'm a good friend of Jesus Christ. I told him, you're crazy. Uh, me too, I'm a good friend of Jesus Christ. No, 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 I'm serious. I have a photo with him. So he took his iPhone and, you know, browsing through, scrolled out the photos, trying to find the photo with, that he had with Jesus Christ. And then I was curious, turn out that uh, this uh, actor from, uh, of the movie series, The Chosen, uh, Jonathan uh, Romine is a good friend of his. And so he had a photo, he had a photo with, uh, with, he said, the Lord, Jesus Christ, and he goes around proudly telling people, I'm a good friend of Jesus Christ. And he said, as a matter of fact, I appear in one of the episodes of The Chosen, The Chosen, you know, that film uh, series about the life of Christ. I said, where? You know, the multiplication of the loaves and the fish? I'm one of the 5,000. <laughs> I said, well, it doesn't require really skills no, to, to be there, but uh, we had a good laugh. I'm a good friend of Jesus Christ. Am I a good friend of Jesus Christ? I say this because sometimes our dealing with the Lord is very, very formal and impersonal, and we don't kind of develop that relationship. No, a relationship. Christianity is a relationship with the Christ. It's all about imitation of Christ, talking about sanctity, holiness, it's about friendship, imitation of Christ. That is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant doesn't know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. It's like the Lord telling us, I have shared you, with you my secrets. And uh, as a matter of fact, not just friends, we have become children of God in Christ. I have made known to you the divine mysteries. We ordinary mortals, it is a sign of God's trust in us. There is a book uh, uh, written by Dale Carnegie way back in 1936, and you might have read, How to Win Friends and Influence People. How to Win Friends and Influence People. It has sold like over 30 million copies. And he's the kind of his theme, the overriding theme of the book is to see things from the point of view of others. And it would change the way we would relate to people. I mean, people, people we work with, our classmates, our colleagues, people who live with us. Sometimes we have a mindset that he's like this, he's not gonna change, no? But we kind of pigeonhole the people. Well, they can. We have to change our, our attitude, our outlook. And uh, well, in the case of the Lord, well, He is God. He is the Lord. And I have to be the one to adjust and to fall in love with Christ, to follow in His footsteps. True friendship means 
that I want to spend time with Him. I want to spend time. If you don't spend time with a friend or you don't have time for Him because you're so caught up in so many things, or you wouldn't value that, you would rather do thing, other things than be with Him, be with a person, perhaps He's not really a friend. He could be an acquaintance, a classmate, or whatever, but not a friend. Now, with Jesus, if we say that we are friends of the Lord, that means that we would spend time talking to Him. And what is that? That's prayer. That's prayer. That's prayer. And it's quite logical that uh, we spend time with Him. We talk to Him. We get to know Him. Get to know, get to know your friend. What did he study? Where does he come from? His family. What are his interests? Maybe he likes tennis or soccer or football. Or maybe he likes art. And that I know his birthday, I know his family. I have, you know, I want to see where he comes from. Like, well, with Jesus, like, you know, transpose that to the supernatural plane. I want to, I want to know, I need to know the Lord. And how do we do that? Well, reading his life, the gospel, the New Testament, with the life of Jesus, talking to him, prayer, praying, praying, because the Lord, uh, that's how we dialogue with him. Prayer is, you know, <clears throat> St. John Marie Vianney tells us that he noticed in, in, in the, the cure of ours, I'm referring to the cure of ours, there was a man who every day, early in the morning, would drop by the church to, to spend a few moments praying on his knees. And so the cure of ours asked him, Sir, how do you pray? And the man said, very sim simple but profound answer, said, I look at him and he looks at me. I look at him and he looks at me. Referring to, you know, the gaze that he would, you know, have on the Lord in the tabernacle, blessed sacrament. And so there is a contact, there is an eye contact with Jesus. There is communication. And that's what prayer is. Sometimes we worry too much about, what do I say? I mean, my, my, I feel dry, blank, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't get anything of my prayer. That's because sometimes we go there with idea of, uh, you know, having clear, tangible results. Especially we live in a world that is um, trying to measure everything in a rational way. What do I get from it? And uh, well, in prayer, it's one of those activities that you don't seem to get anything. But actually, that's the best thing. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but suffer the loss of his soul? What would a man give in exchange for his soul? So we don't seem to get anything from it, but the Lord is our life. The Lord is everything. Lord, you are everything to me. You are my savior. You are the divine healer. You forgive me of my sins. I mean, I'm in the world because of you. I have this faith because of you. I'm alive because of you. I take that for granted. So many blessings, so many blessings. Ask ourselves, am I really close to the Lord? 
And uh, do I try to get to know him? Do I value the things that the Lord values? Do I give importance to the sacraments? Do I organize my life in such a way that the Lord occupies the first place? Or do I relegate him to the back burner, or second place? And that applies in our prayer. You know, saints, people who are pious, they kind of look forward to <clears throat> the time uh, that they could be with the Lord in, in, in the chapel, in the Blessed Sacrament, in prayer. And they are not in a hurry, okay? And uh, I say this because since we are men in the middle of the world and we do have many things to do, deadlines, so, uh, a list of kind of pending items. So we could actually be rushing so that we are physically present but mentally absent. So it's not just praying, but quality, quality time, quality time with the Lord. And people who are, they say in Spanish, estar a gusto con el Señor. Happy, happy to be with Jesus, looking forward to be with Him. Not rushing, not in a hurry. Quality time, quality time. Jesus Christ wants to have an intimate relationship with us. And uh, so that in the words of Saint Jose Maria, I think he said something like, until the time comes when we have the same sentiments, the same desires as the Lord, in a matter of speaking. You know? and, and we would have the peace, inner peace, when Christ dwells in our soul. We are created for contemplation. We are meant to be with God. And so therefore, the end point of our life is a face-to-face -face vision with God. In the meantime, while we are here on earth, we are viatores, pilgrims, wayfarers. We try to contemplate the Lord through the eyes of faith. It is, uh, it is not perfect, but real, nevertheless. So we are able to see God, not through the naked eye, and, but we are able to contemplate Him. And so, you know, every day make an effort to really kind of, no, stop running around, you know? We're always running around restless, restless. And pause, pray, quiet, value that silence. Pope Benedict XVI said that we are saved not by a formula, but by a person, the person of Jesus Christ. The thirst for spirituality felt in our society can only be quenched by Christ. No, we shall not be saved by a formula, but by a person, by Jesus Christ. And the assurance which he gives us, I am with you until the end of time. Sorry, this is John Paul II. That is the essence of interior life, personal friendship and dealings with Christ. 
And for those who seek sanctity in the middle of the world, that means seeking Jesus in all the events of daily life, so as to keep us, to keep up our loving, a loving conversation with him. We do not become pious or saints despite my work. No, it's precisely through our daily occupations, our habitual concerns or daily work. It is something within our reach, okay? We learned that from St. Jose Maria, whose feast we're going to celebrate very soon. And um, we conclude this uh, meditation turning to our Blessed Mother. Uh, it goes without saying that we have the Lord with us because of our Lady, who, when the Archangel Gabriel came to announce her vocation, her call as the mother of God. And the Lord, infinitely perfect, sought the consent of a maiden of Nazareth. And what did she say? Uh, Let it be done to me according to thy word. Fiat me secundum verbum tuum. And as soon as he said that, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We can say that when we say yes to the Lord, our only yes, like Our Lady, yes, Lord, even though I find it hard, I don't feel like you know, going to Mass, waking up, I don't feel like praying, I would rather do something else, but I know that you want me to do this. Yes, Lord, yes, fiat. When we do that, somehow we incarnate, we make real, we make Christ present in our, wherever we are, whatever we do. And so... Yes, Lord, and uh, let it be done to me according to thy word. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.